of course, we are gathering in a show of solidarity with all who are excluded. There are, according to the government's estimate, 24,000 excluded. And among those, in fact, all of those are really children and toddlers and babies who were in the mother and baby homes that they have investigated under the Commission's report. They were there under six months. So if a child was in the mother and baby home for 179 days and was placed in a cot right alongside another child who was there for maybe nine months or maybe one day extra, the child who was there more than the six-month period will get an apology an acknowledgement of the pain and suffering and the forced separation from the birth family and, of course, will qualify for redress. The child who was there less than that period of time, less than six months, is completely ignored. They don't get any of the additional supports. Indeed, if they contact, which they have done, and I'm in touch with a number of them who were adopted outside of Ireland and adopted illegally and subjected to the most horrendous vaccine trials while in the care of the state. They are ignored totally and on contacting the department, the government and the minister has written to them and told them everything that he is doing. But indeed, that nothing, they qualify for nothing. It is an insulting uh, response to get for the people who have shared it with me. They do not qualify under any criteria. And yet they were adopted on the basis that the family adopting them and perhaps adopted into that birth or that adopted family name, that they were Catholics. That was the only criteria that they had to fulfil. And following the adoption, which could have been at three hours old or at three months old, there was no follow up from state. You know, it's quite upsetting for them to realise once again that they are totally ignored, regardless of the fact that they were born in Ireland they had citizenship rights from the moment of their birth that are totally disregarded by the state now. Do you fear, Breda, it's creating a two-tier system that these people have been through very traumatic experiences, yet others are included and their suffering is not being considered? It's wholly and completely dis- disregarding any suffering. It is divisive. It is discriminatory. The entire process, even for those who are boarded out, the child is, uh, for instance, in Tume. Most of our people actually qualify for redress because Tume opened between 1925 and 1961. The majority of children were boarded out at the age of four and a half. So they qualify and will possibly get something in the order of 40,000. They will then be obliged or asked to sign a waiver, meaning that they will not go after any of the institutions, that is the institution of church or pharmaceutical company or the state for appropriate redress. But the others, they're, they're from the age of four and a half until the age of 16, they were essentially a child of the state, but boarded out. That is completely disregarded. The vaccine trials that children were subjected to is disregarded. The children of mixed race who were deemed unsuitable for further on adoption. They uh, were placed in institutions for until they reached the age of 16, sometimes the age of 18, uh, depending on their value. If they were, for instance, working as tailors or uh, shoemakers, the uh, institution tended to keep them longer in their care. Um, They are wholly and completely disregarded as well, as are mothers who would have uh, performed duties, some of them in the, in particular for Shanross Abbey, 
on the large farm for Besborough. The women were given a scissors, three in a row, to cut uh, the lawn with the scissors. They were on their hands and knees, heavily pregnant, with the toothbrush washing the floor or with the heavy brush. So they are disregarded. Any work done is disregarded by the redress scheme because they say that the mother or the young girl, as she may have been, some became pregnant at the age of 12 and were institutionalised from then that they would have performed these duties at home, that this was work that they would have been doing at home when, quite frankly, it was there to to make them feel worthless. You know, yeah. it was again and again they were given the, the most appalling tasks to do while heavily pregnant or while kept away from their child with whom they could not bond. And it's worth noting that many people, many uh, learned people like ICCL, like Human Rights Watch, like the United Nations, and like a, a doctor, a psychiatrist called Dr. Sarah O'Byrne, provided at pre-legislative scrutiny stage evidence to the government that a child of one day um, 10 days within the institution that the child would be affected by its early life experience and indeed Catherine Connolly, our deputy here in Galway, raised that with the minister to say that as a mother was the minister and were the interdepartmental committee who devised this redress scheme essentially saying to her that the first six months while you bonded with your child is irrelevant and because that doesn't make any sense. And so there are already 60 cases, legal cases, instigated on foot of what we believe the redress, if it goes through, will provide. There is one at advanced stage, meaning that um, disclosure of documents is now looked for full disclosure. So those will be like a test case that will then fall like a dom domino effect and the government will have to provide redress under the 800 million scheme that they keep telling us is the biggest scheme of, the, of redress in the state. Breda, you've said the government knows this is deeply flawed. Why do you think they're proceeding with this in it, as you would say, it's deeply flawed state? And what are you hoping for? What would you hoping the outcome will be? Well, we hope that we make our mark. The uh, minister has come before the Oireachtas Committee, their own children's committee. It's inter-party. So independents, Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, Labour, Sock Dems are all represented there. And they produced a report last December to the minister and requested him to look at all of the issues that we speak about and to please include the children, particularly under six months, because they feel that's um, discriminatory. Now, not alone have their own committee members told them that. They have also commissioned a report with O Consulting to speak to survivor groups, to survivors, to families, and to see what they wanted. And the criteria that much of it was based on was the forced family separation, the fact that mother and child could not bond, because effectively many of the children, particularly those whose, whose birth details were changed, their heritage, their entire family was literally erased and may never be got back because the documentary evidence will not exist to support it. But DNA, which I've done myself and found a family member now aged 88, as I've talked to you before, 
about um, we found David through DNA and David was in an institution that did not have the religious orders, did not have any of his records. So I suppose the interdepartmental committee who devised it feel that they are doing something. But yet many of those people are senior civil servants. We've seen what is happening with the nursing home scandal. This is how governments operate. They commission reports, they kick the can down the road. Ultimately, they have to stand up. We will be in the gallery in the hall, Aaron, to watch them one after another vote through. And uh, the party whip will possibly be utilised to the point where they will not be voting with conscience. And so I expect that there are three bills. This is the third one and then will be voted through and then it will go for signing into law by the president if he if he signs it. But it will lead to, as I said, many judicial reviews and unfortunately the person who picks up the tab on the judicial reviews again is a hard-pressed taxpayer. The religious orders, the pharmaceutical companies are both allowed off the hook. Um, the government should impact there and should use every opportunity to ensure that they step up to the plate and pay um, necessary redress monies. They have said sorry, um, but uh, sorry doesn't cut it for any of us. And that was Breda Murphy, the PRO of the Tume Mother and Baby Home Alliance, speaking with me earlier. For more on this, we're joined in studio by Anthony Morrissey, who's an adoptee from Cree. Good morning to you, Anthony. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Uh, the legislation, um, we've heard Breda talking about it there. Uh, she feels it's deeply flawed. Uh, do you share those feelings? Yeah, definitely. I think it's a case of filtering out, uh, you know, whatever suits the government. Uh, you know, the wrong has been done uh, back through the generations and previous governments have failed us. I think an apology is more of an insult than anything because, you know, they didn't go through it. Uh, I, I haven't heard of any um, anyone in government ever coming out and say, you know, I was part of it uh, or I witnessed it or anything like that. Again, they need to listen to the people. I, I, I don't, as we know from Brie, that it doesn't cover everything in this uh, legislation if it's approved. Um, I just think it's a kind of a, you know, again, as I've said in previous interviews, it's basically, you know, give them this and they'll stay quiet. But unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. Do you agree that, the, the, you know, in terms of the allegations, and again, something I put to Breda, that it's creating a two-tier system. Those who, as I say, spent less than six months in a home are excluded from receiving compensation. Yeah, I mean, look, you're in an institution for whatever length of time. Uh, you know, it's been proven that trauma can happen from, from the womb for a child. And it was reading... Um, uh, um, an article that Breda sent to me and, uh, you know, it's it's dating back to, to the time that we'll say basically a child needs its mother and, you know, I was six months old myself uh, there's, I'm not quite sure whether I fall into it, I think I fall actually outside of it by uh, you know, I don't know exactly how much time, I, I think there's literally days or something like that, but I mean it's, you know I know me personally, I have suffered mentally because of it. Uh, it took me a long time to uh, to get to the stage where I, I found that out because I, I got counselling and had a lot of uh, emotional issues in my life. Uh, and, and it's basically it's proven that kids that are adopted and spend time in institutions, they feel that 
that loss initially that bond that you have with your birth mother I had a fantastic life I had a great mother and father uh, that did everything to make up for it but I always felt emotionally there was something missing you know that void in my life wasn't there so why should I be excluded for the sake of a few months you know I, I will say from birth I do feel that anybody that has been in that situation I, look I know people that are adopted don't speak about it I know there's uh, some that don't want anything to do with this. That's their own personal choice. But me, I think I speak for a, a good majority of people that felt like this. And I think it's wrong. How can you say that somebody, like the day before the six months was up, didn't suffer? It, it makes no sense. It does seem a little arbitrary, as you say. You know, I mean, somebody who spends who has spent five months and three weeks in a mother and baby home is excluded but someone who spent six months and one week or six months and a day you know there's not mm. much difference there in time yet they are included and I mean you know a month is a long time I'm sure we're all experiencing that with January <laughs> you know it was a long month uh, you know I would imagine spending that amount of time or even five times that amount of time in one of those homes is enough time to become traumatised by the scenario and circumstances you find yourself in Yeah and I mean the reality of it is how good are the records you know um, I have found discrepancies myself in in my own records um, basically you get a um, a baptismal certain you get all your your um, bits and pieces we'll say of vaccines and stuff you've got and then my I was adopted uh, uh, I was born in 74 so then it turns out that I wasn't adopted till December 75, which makes it 12 months. And then they tell me it's six months. And it's only a biro, you know, it's it's written in. So where do I go? How much can you rely on that record? But that's my yeah, point. As the you gospel know, truth. Yeah, yeah, how can I, you know, and I've, I've, I've checked it up and whatever. And then they say, oh, it's a clerical error. But I mean, are they going to accept that in the redress if, if this comes true? Are they going to say to me, well, you know, we, we have to take the 74 one. And I'm going, well, it's, it's a case of, you know, which, where do I find the truth? That's, that's realistically it. And how good are the records being kept? Because I do know from the institution I was adopted from, uh, apparently the, there was a fire, a uh, mysterious fire, and an awful lot of the records were lost before they uh, basically kind of disappeared. They, they just decided to, that uh, they no longer existed. Uh, and handed everything over to the government what they what they had left. So I mean, you know, take what you want out of that, but I don't think there's much hope of me finding out whether it was. So I'm often thinking I'm actually uh, younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're you're yeah. you're uh, you're taking the glass half full approach yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. From what you were saying, then and I'm sure it's the case for others in terms of the impact it has on a survivor's ability to move forward being ex- you know being excluded from receiving compensation does it just add to you know the the, the mental and uh, ex- traumatic experiences that they've had uh, well for me personally it would because look as i said you know i've i couldn't understand for years uh, I suppose I couldn't get stuff out uh, trying emotionally you know I'd be a very clingy sort of a person I'd be very uh, I, I, I would always crave a hug at home my father would have been the older generation wouldn't have been that type my mother would have been uh, you know and and then you see other it affects me when I see other families they're always hugging and always did when I was younger because I was kind of going why, why aren't mine like that and 
you know, I suppose you thought, I'm different. You know, am I, I don't fit in. And then you see this, when this is happening, it does affect you because you know now, because as I said, I've been for counselling and you know that it's part of it. And of course, if, if, if an apology isn't enough for me, you know, I don't need money. It's not that I, I, I want money to, be, to feel better about it because money doesn't make you happy. I just want this settled in the sense that, well, people have, you know, they feel they're compensated mentally that, okay, I know why I felt this way and they're willing to accept it and I can maybe get closure and move on with my life because for me, you know, until such time as I know that for a fact and say, right, we're willing to accept that this happened. Studies have shown that this happened and say, look, we are sorry and now you can move on. Uh, but leaving me out of it at less than six months and all the others out there, it's just, that's a further insult. So I guess regardless of what happens later on in in the doll with relation to the final piece of legislation for the redress scheme, it's going to leave you and I would imagine others feeling uh, dissatisfied to say the least. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're playing with our lives. I've said that before in previous interviews that they're playing with our lives. They don't know what we're going through, how we feel. Nobody's ever come and asked us, you know. I mean, this has all been done by people that are doing research on it and whatever, but you know, like, I'd love to see the minister come and talk to me and somebody like me and those abused victims and the fo- kids that were fostered out and abused and used as cheap labour. You know, I, I, I read one where a guy was actually, he was so hungry when he was feeding the pigs, he used to sit down and eat with the pigs. I mean, in all fairness, anybody doesn't can't be touched by something like that and think that we need some form of redress to, to, to you know, to say to them. And another point an awful lot of those people are gone those people have gone to their graves mothers daughters sons brothers have gone to their grave uh, feeling you know that they've done something wrong in their life to be that way why was I like that in that institution and have never gotten as much as an apology and that has to be addressed too